They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. First ever episode of the One on One podcast. I'm your host Juan. I just got done talking to Garrett Franson. He's an individual I met my first time floating. I decided to try sensory deprivation and uh, go into one of the tanks because there's just so many things going on in your day to day life, and you're you're senses are always so overloaded with so many things going on and 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 I'm one that my mind is always racing always thinking about that next thing I run a business I'm thinking about that I send that email am I going to have enough money in the bank to pay my employees am I going to have work tomorrow am I not going to do this am I going to do that so much noise going on internally and it's just so much for for the mind and the brain to process and it's just like a computer Sometimes you got to turn the computer on, the computer will freeze. You just got to do a hard reset. So I felt that with sensory deprivation uh, therapy or, or floating uh, is what they call it. I felt that I could get that reset. It was a different experience for me. I'd never done anything of this sort. And I believe it's it's a new tool I'm going to be using in order to really unload my senses and open up doors in my mind that I, I didn't know I had because it, 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 it was amazing. You know, when I first when I first heard of it, I heard of it from Joe Rogan. I listened to a lot of Joe Rogan and, and they always talked about it. And I always put it off to the side because it was like, eh, you know, maybe it's not my thing. And one day I just woke up and I was like, you know what? I want to try sensory deprivation. I keep hearing all these things and, and, and I keep hearing Joe Rogan talk about it over and over again. And so I finally did my research. I looked up a, a local place here in Florida 
and I found this place uh, called Total Zen Float out of, Ca- out of Castleberry. So I went ahead and I booked an appointment. I kept doing my research that whole week, and I just kept thinking about it. I said, is my mind going to betray me while I'm in there? Because in essence, it's just you and your thoughts in there and nothing else. No phone, no social media, no computer, no nothing. And it's just you in there. And I booked a 90-minute session to just go and and be one in the void. So when I got there, I was under the impression that I needed to have a bathing suit on. No. Garrett told me, he said, no, dude, we go in the nude here. You have the option to wear a bathing suit, but the whole point about it is to be out of your, uh, you know, in in a sense, out of your body. And if you have something weighing you down, like, you know, wet pair of shorts, you're really not going to get that connection that you're really looking for, that disconnect, that disconnect that you're looking for. And so whatever. I was, to be honest, I was, uh, there's good reviews on the place. And now that I've been there, I can, I, I, in hindsight, I know what to expect. I've already booked my next session, but when I first got there, I was pretty sketched out. My girlfriend told me, she said, you know, don't take, don't have cash in your car. You don't know this. You don't know that. Cause remember there's, there's so much evil in the world and so many bad people. And you just, you just don't ever know But it's not in, in a way that's not good to always think in that sense, because remember our words have power. And, and if you say something it might manifest itself and and so i i went in there with an open mind and i expressed my when i first walked in i I saw garrett and this individual he uh very welcoming and he just put me at ease he gave me a small tour and i i expressed my concerns to him and i told him i said hey uh what's this all about man is it true what people say that they see things you know is it uh, is it a psychedelic experience? How people do, you know, how people say it is. And he told me zero expectations, just go in there and just, you know, expect nothing and just become one. I was like, all right, before all this, he showed me that they have two different tanks. There are two different float rooms. He showed me, uh, I, I believe there's the, don't quote me on this. Uh, I think the one of the model, the the name of the model of the tank one is the Genesis and the other one's the Oasis. The, the Genesis one looks like a like a almost like an alien spaceship capsule, and the other one looks like a literally a pit. One is white, and the other one when you look into it, it's just completely pitch black. The other one looked more welcoming and he gave me the option Gary gave me the option he said hey dude uh, is this your have you ever floated before where else have you floated I was like yeah um, this is my first time man he said oh great he said you sure you want to go in this one and I said in the Oasis model and I said yeah you know I want the full experience if I'm going to do something go big or go home right and I was nervous as hell going in there you know a part of me was telling me that I'm going to be naked completely naked in a capsule thing full of water. I don't know who's out there. Am I going to get kidnapped and raped? You know, I'm just thinking about my hairy butt. I don't know. I don't think anybody wants to, wants to see that, but that's besides the fact. I, uh, 
I just went in it. I put my ear earbuds in, uh, my uh, earplugs in, and I just stepped into the tank, and I was so nervous. And I'm not scared of the dark. I'm not claustrophobic. I'm, I'm none of that. I just wanted to try this experience. So I went in, and I closed that hatch, and it's completely dark. There's nothing else. It's just you and your mind. And you're just literally just floating there. And my heart was beating so quick. I I, 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 I laid back into the water. I, I let my body fall into a natural position. And I just floated. And it was the weirdest thing because they, they the water temperature is the same temperature as the skin of your body. So when you get acclimated, you don't know where your body starts and where it ends in the water. And you're just there. And the craziest thing, I, when I was, my heart was beating so quick, I could hear it. And when I had my head under, on, my ears under the water, because my face is above water, I could hear my heartbeat, and, my, and I was trying to control my breathing. So it would come down, and my heartbeat just started to echo, and it was just like, boom, 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 boom. And it was just over and over again until I finally calmed down. And I've never been that relaxed in my life before. And without all the stimuli that you experience in a day-to-day, in a day-to-day, you know, in your day-to-day life with constant stimuli over and over again, when when all that is cut off and shut off from the body, your brain has resources to do other things. And because we fall into this routine of doing the same thing over and over and over again and we're cyborgs because everybody everybody doesn't leave their house without their phone and from the time we wake up to the time that we go to sleep we're constantly on a screen of some sort looking at us we're looking at a screen of some sort whether it be a computer whether it be a phone whether it be a tv whether it be whatever when i read at night I read on a Kindle, a freaking screen before I go to sleep. And it's crazy because, you know, we're just so attached to everything. So I wanted to to have a, you know, wipe the slate clean and just start fresh. So I, I felt that I needed to do this in order to, to achieve that because where else can you just be in the moment kind of thing? So when I started to, to calm down, I wanted to focus my mind. My mind started to wander on different things and I just wanted to focus in the now in the moment because your mind can betray you as well because I was scared that my mind would would betray me you know just think about other things and mind you I when I started to come down I started to feel like I was spinning and I didn't know what was I had laid facing the 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 hatch so my face was facing the hatch and and by the time I was done at the very end, I didn't know what was front, what was back, what was up, what was down because I was so disoriented because you're literally in nothing. And it's 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 a weird feeling all at the same time. It's 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 an amazing feeling. And I started spinning and I just pictured myself just floating through space and I was just floating through the cosmos, through the stars. And then when I wanted to, I would come down and just dive down into this body of water. I, I pictured myself diving into this 
to to a lake and then i come back up again and then i dive right back down again it was it was amazing and at one point i thought about a, a alligator and it's crazy because when you're in there it'll manifest so quick because there's nothing you know your mind has nothing else to do so it, it'll manifest in a second and immediately when i started thinking about it i said no 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 no, because i'm in here it's dark i can't feel the bottom i don't know what's behind me i don't know what's around me i don't want that in here so i had to like stop myself from thinking about that and it was a crazy experience and and when i came out of it i felt like when i first opened the hatch i couldn't even find the exit I was so disoriented. I thought I was like, wait a minute. There's no way I could have turned around in here. It's not big enough for me to turn around. But I felt like I had turned around. I'm trying to find the exit. I'm stumbling. And I finally found the exit. And when I come out, you know, the light hurts my eyes. And I'm like, I feel like a like a little baby being reborn. And it was it was so refreshing. And I come out and I go, wow. I might be on to something here. And mind you, I, you know, I don't do any drugs. I, I went in sober. A lot of people take drugs when they go in. That's a whole other thing on itself. But it was just such an experience. And I, and I feel that everybody should at least try it once or at least three times. Because the first time, you know, I spent about, because you don't even know. I was in there for 90 minutes and it felt like I was in there for like 20 minutes. Because it's just. You lose track of time. You lose track of it because we're not used to that. You know, my body's twitching. I, f- I feel my bones cracking. It's it's a different thing because you, you're you not used to that. You know, we're always on the go. Always got to do something. Always so occupied. Whether it be, And sometimes some people don't have, you know, it's not your fault. We have lives. We have families. We have responsibilities we have to take care of. And just sometimes you just can't stop. And I, And I know what that is. You know, I have my own family. I have to take care of my son. I take care of, uh, you know, my girlfriend, if you know what I mean. And, uh, you know, just just the factors in life that you can't really, uh, you can't control in a sense. But, you know, responsibility is a responsibility. You can't, if you have a kid, you can't depend on other people to take care of your of your child for you. That's just my ideology. Everybody's different. But I feel like everybody should try this at least one time or two times because the first time you go, it's you're gonna be so focused on on you're gonna be so nervous and anxious because you don't know what to expect. And I just don't feel like my for my first time I did feel like I, I achieved something, but for half the time I was trying to calm down because I didn't know what I what I was getting into. So I think everybody should at least try. I'm gonna try it at least three times. I already scheduled my next appointment and I hopefully every, every time is different. And I feel that uh, going into this one, I'll be a little bit more calm because I know the place. I've talked to Garrett. I've I've experienced it already. So when I got out, I, you know, got ready and, and, and I started talking to Garrett about my experience. And it's funny how life works because I was like, yeah, man, I am doing this you know because i want to start a podcast i want to start doing something creative i want to learn i want to do different things you know 2019 wasn't such a great of a year and i feel like 2020 you know it's so cliche everybody says you know it's my year but it's like what are you doing to make it your year what do you what are you going to do differently than you did last year and i'm in, i'm in a point in my life where it's like just do it what's the worst that could happen Unless you're spending a substantial amount of money, 
you you won't ever get time back. That's one thing. But I, I've just I'm only 25. I've done so many things, and I haven't. I've always tell I always tell you, but I haven't found that thing that I'm like passionate about, and that's why I wanted to start this podcast because I wanted to be able to talk to people, see their their point of view, and 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 just learn different things uh, in regards to life and and to everything else, and you know, so so I started talking to Garrett and. I started telling him, like, hey, this is my first time, and it was really cool. Thank you for for being so so nice and and welcoming. And I'm doing this for to for a podcast of mine that I'm gonna start. He's like, oh, you know, I got a, I got a podcast too, man. I was like, oh, well, that's cool. I was like, uh, dude, would you mind being on an episode with me? You know, to talk about uh, sensory deprivation and stuff like that. Since you know, you're he's a co-owner there, so he knows this a lot better than I do. And, I, you know, I'm just going based off of my experience. This guy does it for a living. So he agreed to it and I was able to get him on. And, and he's got a large following on Facebook, on Facebook, on Facebook and, and Instagram, especially. He's got an account where uh, he's real big in the floating community and super cool guy. Um, went back and forth. It was funny. We were talking about this or, you know, how. It's funny, things always fall in line when they're supposed to fall in line, and things always happen for a reason, and I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that, so I finally was able, we were finally able to schedule around our, 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 our lives and schedules, and what a better time, I feel like it went so smooth, and I hope you guys enjoy it, we talked for, for an hour, and we, uh, we touched a few different topics, along the way but it was really a refreshing conversation that i had with him and uh here it goes all right we're live how you doing garrett good thanks for having me Juan. oh just going back and forth finally got you on you know we're always so busy with everything and uh life seems to always get in the way oh yeah how you how you doing i'm doing all right I you know, just uh, been so busy with Christmas shopping and family stuff. You know how it can be. Yeah, have yeah, been busy here floating people. And what's it been now? A week since you floated? Uh, I think so. <laughs> I think it's been about a week, two weeks, something like that. I don't even remember. Yeah, it, maybe two weeks. It feels like that. Time, times, times weird here, and it's. I, I live here in the float center, so it's it's a weird experience, but. Uh, yeah, so thanks for having me on, and how long have you been doing this podcast? Well, this is actually the first episode, oh. so this is something I want to launch next year, and I've just gotten to the point in my life where I want to do something creative and you know, step outside of my box. I have a lot of hobbies, but I haven't found anything I'm passionate about, and lately I've just been having this this explosion of, of what I'm calling a personal enlightenment where i'm just learning a lot of new things and and i'm not a religious person but i like to be spiritual and i've just been learning and and being more conscious of, of, of what i'm doing you know what i mean as far as what i put in my body and you know how i treat others with my energy and stuff like that and um that's one of the reasons why i wanted to have you on because as soon as i came in you know you made me feel at ease because i was super nervous when yeah. i was first going in there 
I'm glad you came in. It was nice to meet you for the first time. Um, I just try to hold a open, non-judgmental, loving space for all beings. And you happen to walk in. What brought you in to Total Zen? Well, I wanted to start off. <laughs> is this my podcast or yours? <laughs> oh, yeah, go ahead. I wanted to start off by asking you, um, you know, who is this Garrett Franson? Like, who who are you and, and what do you do? And I, and I've, I'm going to make it a thing to ask everybody that I have on, you know, because I believe it's it's such a deep question and I don't think people get it enough. Like, you know, who are you? Yeah, well, I thought about a lot. Um, my answer at this point is nothing because what you have uh, experienced as me as Garrett Franson is a temporary phenomenon that it maybe be here. I'm... 38 now so if i'm lucky another 38 years who knows maybe 100 years but it will not persist forever so i've be, i've been spending the last five years coming to terms with uh, that that i will not persist that i am ultimately not as body and mind and floating and all the other things i've been doing in the past few years have been taking me deeper to the core of my own being so i've been a lot of things i've been almost a lawyer i went to law school and i dropped out i traveled the world a little bit. I was a photographer for 10 years. Um, but the past five years, I've been in this world of floating. And then in the past eight months, we have taken over this float center here and have been doing that. So who am I? I, I still don't know. I'm still discovering that. And I definitely know I am a not this body and mind. I am a witness to it. Uh, that's one thing I can say. I'm, I have created enough space between my mind-body phenomenon that I know that I'm not it. I am a witness to my thoughts, and this is a body that is just an accumulation of uh, stuff I put into it. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of my best answer for that question. I don't know who I am, and I'm still searching, and I know I'm not this. And what I've been told and what I've experienced a few times is I'm actually infinite bliss consciousness. Uh, you know, the body... Well, I'll be able to continue to take on a body if I want, right? That's what karma and reincarnation is, like in my desires, stuff like that. If I want to keep coming back to this plane of existence to experience things, we, we all, that's what we're doing. We're all doing that, I, I believe. And uh, we're dreaming and we're coming to fulfill these desires and have these experiences. And then we've, we've reached to the point where we don't want to be asleep anymore or dream or have these experiences. We have an awakening and some people it's very fast some people it's very slow and I, what i believe i've discovered here is a tool that can help people um clear out their mess discover that stuff and uh you know do what they want with it whether it's better their uh materialist experience here on this 3d plane of existence or move on to the next one it's definitely a tool for both of those things that's deep, man. I uh, I feel like everybody's in the, in the same boat. You know, sometimes I don't I don't believe people truly know who they are, and they fall into this routine of 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 life. You know, and and that's one of the reasons why I I did to answer your question why I did want to go and try floating. I didn't even know it was called floating. I when you told me about it, you know, it's it's funny how life works, and I've been having all these synchronicities in my life where things are like. Life's reminding me like, hey, maybe this or that. And it's, it's your choice to either follow that or not to. So what is sensory deprivation and, and what is floating for those who don't know about it or for those who want to try it? 
Okay, I'll give you a quick history. So in the, I think it's the early 50s, maybe the late 40s, but definitely in the 50s, scientists by the name of John Lilly wanted to find a way to separate the brain from as much stimulation as possible. And through many different iterations over time, he developed the float tank. Uh, the initial version was wearing like a mask and you were vertical as opposed to the, you know, the horizontal style that you have now. And, you know, different ways of going about trying to separate your brain from this external stimulation of sight, sound, smell, etc. And what's happened in the past maybe 10 to 15 years, maybe big time in the past five with Joe Rogan and his podcast, is these sensory deprivation tanks, float tanks, have become mainstream. Now what a float tank is, is a pod or a box or even a room of open pool with approximately 800 to a thousand pounds of Epsom salt, give or take, depending on the size of the tank. So you're looking at about, you know, 50 or 20, 50 pound bags, like a pyramid of salt. So this is super saturated Epsom salt water that enables you to float effortlessly. And so in this floating darkness, your brain is relaxed and free, maybe for the first time ever with no chemicals, just, you know, the lack of stimulation, right? Your just brain is just gets to shut off whether you like it or not. So that in a nutshell is kind of what floating is and where it came from. Yeah, I uh, I never experienced anything like it for for it being my first time. And I'm always a person who I, I'm, I'm constantly getting phone calls, constantly emailing, constantly thinking about work. Like I had told you, I, I pretty much work 24 hours a day, seven days a week because I, I run my family business. And one of those things was I wanted to take this time out to really... It's like you said, when the brain is not receiving any stimuli, it has resources to do so many other things. And one of my one of my concerns going in there, and I expressed it to you, you know, when I asked you, I said, uh, am I going to see anything? Am I am I going to hallucinate? Because you hear all of these stories that it, it's a psychedelic feeling. And when you gave me the option to, by the way, nice facility, it, it's beautiful. And I, I love the energy, you know, as soon as you walk in there, especially with you, you know, you put, you really put me at ease. Thank so, you. So when I first came in there and you gave me the option that you showed me the other pot and it was like, uh, it's your first time. I'm like, yeah, it's my first time. Do you want to go into this one or do you want to go into that one? And I was like, well, you know, what's it all about? I want the full experience. And looking back on it, I was like, man, when I was first getting into it, I was like, damn, I should have probably done the other one because <laughs> the other one looked a lot friendlier you know, oh that's right you did in. the uh you did the oasis tank without the light right yeah oasis yeah, without the light. you yes. went hardcore the first time which is good uh not not a lot of people will do that the first time they like the option but you, you had the option and you chose that so you know i i applaud you because that is the way it seals versus the other one it just takes you deeper faster and, and every tank is different the the float rooms are different the, the open style rooms are different um, so you'd have to try them all, but basically it's a humidity game with what you're playing in these different tanks. It's like the, the more humidity, like the whole theory is if you're, if the water is a certain temperature and your skin's a certain temperature and the air is a certain temperature, you just by default, you're going to lose your sense of body awareness, which is why you're naked. So you got nothing touching your body and the skin environment and everything is matching and it's just magic. It's your brain shuts off and you have no body. 
And so you realize there's no mind and there's no body, but the awareness is still there. It's persisting. I had an experience in the tank where I'm laying there and I'm 45 minutes in or so and I hear a buzzsaw going off every intermittently, every couple seconds. Mm-mm-mm. And I finally realized that was me asleep snoring. Wow. My body was asleep, my mind was off, but my awareness, which is what's watching your mind and what yeah. you know, is, is, is convinced it's your body, is always awake, always there, always going. And the tank allows you to enter that state naturally. It's like a uh, being in a tomb or better yet, a womb, like back in the womb, and uh, it's beautiful. So yeah, that's, uh, what was the question? Uh, what was sensory deprivation and what is floating? Right. Um, what is total Zen float? What do you guys, uh, you told me you were a co-owner there? Right, so I'll give you a quick background on total Zen float. We, this place has been here, I think since the, near the end of 2013, and I was friends with the owner, the owners, because it was also the same situation you have now, which is a two-person uh, situation. And I was friends with both of them, floated here for years. They had a falling out, and the business kind of slid a little bit down. And the guy didn't that was still running it didn't care too much about it, and his heart was in different places. And for whatever reason, it just started to decline, and he wanted to sell it and get out of it, and he made me and my business partner an offer we couldn't refuse because we love it. And if we didn't take the offer, it was probably going to be dismantled and everybody would have lost, right? The, the people who wanted to float still, the business owner, all that, we all would have lost. So it worked out for everybody. Everybody gets to float. He got out of it and we got into it for a, a good deal. But we still, I'm here working all the time and putting a lot of energy and effort back into it. So yeah, Totals and Float is this opportunity that me and my business partner Kelly were handed to eight months ago and it has a yoga room. She's a yoga teacher. She's also an attorney. Um, I sit here most of the time and run the day to day and make sure the tanks are good and salty and clean and all that stuff. And the thing about having a float center and running a float center, and, and I've seen a lot of float centers come and go watching this industry in the past five years is it's, you can have a lot of money and have a great build out, but if you don't have the right people running it, it's not going to matter. No. If you don't create a space of welcome and, you know, like I can, like you said, you know, you're walking into a situation where you're going to get naked and get in the dark and, you know, open yourself up. And if you can't get comfortable, the more comfortable you can get, the more you can open yourself up. And that's super important for what we're doing here. And so if you don't get a good vibe initially, it's like a whole experience. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, it's one thing to have the float nice and all that, but it's a, it's a beginning to end experience from when they walk, when they're driving up to when they drive away. Yeah. And so I, I try agree. to, I try to keep that all good. Not just the, t- you know, the floating has to be good too, but the experience from beginning to end. So I keep that in mind. And I, another thing is I stay as present as possible as I can. Um, because this is what I'm doing anyway. Like I don't have a job outside of this. I don't have much of a life right now, which is I'm not complaining. So I'm very present here to do the float and to make sure that, uh, your needs are met and you, you know, like that really, it's just, you have to be comfortable to come in here and let go and release and open up. Yeah. That, that's a, like a really selfless act, you know, to be able to, you take time and, and energy out of your life and day to be able to accommodate other people and it's like you said i looked up the reviews because because i was under the impression that i needed to take a bathing suit and it was when i got there you're like no dude 
we do this in the nude and i was like uh okay i mean and it's like you said if if you don't feel right and that's why i, I like getting that little tour and stuff because if if you feel something shady going on like my girlfriend before i left the house she was like oh don't take any cash you know don't take anything in your car that you don't want because you just don't ever know especially nowadays because there's so many bad people and such such negativity nowadays as well that you just don't know what to expect but it was refreshing going in there you know it's like you know i i felt good going in after i got there you know i calmed down and then it was just a battle within myself yeah. to overcome it and i didn't have to worry about like oh you know i'm gonna get freaking abducted and raped i'm butt-ass naked in this tank yeah. you know floating <laughs> for an hour and a half you know and you just can focus on the moment which is one of the things i i try to do i don't believe that i was able to achieve it 100 since it was my first time and i was so nervous to to step in and close close that i'm not scared of the dark but it was i was scared of the dark for for whatever reason because one of the one of my favorite favorite quotes by H.P. Lovecraft: "The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear, and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is the fear of the unknown." Because what we don't know, we tend to either question it or be afraid of it because it's different. And that was my main thing: overcoming that fear to actually, you know, I, when I stepped in, I was putting my the ear, the my the the plugs in my ear. I was like, "What the hell am I doing? I'm about to like." shut myself like i showed like people wrote because i posted it on my instagram and people wrote to me asking asking me about it because they saw the picture like man you got in that thing it's like yeah i'm not claustrophobic or anything but you know when you're in there it's different because it's so dark and 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 since we're not used to that it's because we're constantly again in that in that in that routine that life routine going back and forth back and forth and you just some people i don't believe that they can't shut down. Like my girlfriend, she told me she wouldn't be able to do it because she, they're just so used to being on your phone, you know, thinking, doing this, doing that. And 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 I, it's so rude nowadays when you're with somebody, you're trying to have a, a, a real conversation and they're on their damn phone. You know, and there's no disconnect nowadays. And I feel that, you know, our, our brain is a computer. It's always processing everything. And I feel that I, this is the first time ever I, I, got, I, had, I felt that relaxed. I had never done this before. And I looked into it, and then one day I was just like, you know what? Let me just look this up. And I just so happened to find you guys. I read the reviews, and I and I and I made the drive out there. So, and I'm glad I did. Well, I'm glad you did too. And it will even her. It will put in if they, if they just get in it and give it the opportunity. After about 15 minutes, it will put the most restless person in a nice, relaxed state. And the, the I got to get you in the tank though. That's the thing. I can talk all you I can talk all I want, but until I get you in the tank, it, you know, it's not going to matter. Until you experience it, I can tell you all about it. But until you experience it, as you know, um, there's nothing like it, and it's hard to explain. So yeah, but it's so many. It's good for so many things. It's good for anxiety and, and decreasing the anxiety that you have. It's good for depression. It's good for like becoming increasingly more compassionate as a person and your emotional intelligence, your focus. It clears. Anything you got going on, if you get in the tank and you're not feeling so well, if you're stoned, if you're drunk, if you're hungover, if you're tired, if you're any of these things, it like sobers you up and clears you up. And, it, and I can I attest to all of those things. Um, it's just. 
like pain, pain is another one. I had a, a, lots of people coming here for chronic pain, 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 fibromyalgia, um, you know, stress and cortisol, all those things, um, weight loss, addiction, smoking. Uh, weight loss is another interesting one. Uh, I've lost 20 pounds and I don't eat like the best person weight in the world. Loss? Oh yeah, just regular regular floating um, has been, me and my business partner have seen ourselves and also people who float more than probably two or three times a week have dramatic weight loss with, with Cause floating. Because you're, you're sweating in there or, or what's the science behind that? I'm not sure what the exact science is, but it's. I think it's a lot about um, just like homeostasis and well-being that that's part of it i think you do i think you do lose actual weight all the time too like you're you're kind of like it's kind of like dehydrating you and sucking Mm -hmm. the water out of you um but i do think that the physiological is related to the psychological meaning i think the reality is put together at the level of the mind and your body is is underneath that meaning your mind and you runs downhill works downhill via your mind so if your mind's saying you're fat you're strong you're ugly whatever it kind of manifests and coalesces to create that reality both outwardly and as you look and feel because I you agree. continue right so you you get in the tank and you're feeling good all the time and it just starts you to help you climb up this ladder of well-being and it opens up all these so god wants you to heal and god knows you want to heal the universe is going to send you when you start floating all these different modalities uh but you're going to have to like step into some unknown right like the joseph camel quote is the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. So it's like floating is going to show you uh, once you relax, like different ways, like, for example, you may need to sharpen up your diet. You may need to start exercising. You may find a different way to exercise. You may find all these things wrong with your body because you're laying in the water so relaxed and you can see all these things that are tense or tight or not really like bending the right way. It really opens up your body's um, intuition. Just so many things are right there available for you when your mind is still because the problem is a lot of people's mind is running so much and so fast that uh, they're not even being able to think about or touch all these huge underlying issues that are like underneath the ocean of their bullshit that doesn't even matter. Like there's just so many stuff on so much stuff on the surface they got running as a computer program of their mind that doesn't even matter. And then you can clear all that and get to the heavy lifting, the, the big stuff, and you can shift your you can recognize patterns that are that you, that you couldn't see before and like i said it can it will gradually whether you like it or not if you just keep floating it's going to bring your body into homeostasis it's going to clear out negative patterns and it's going to help you get to continue to detox so i mean i could go on and on about it just behavior um a shift in consciousness I don't, I don't know how to explain consciousness there's not a scientific way to really talk about consciousness but i feel like, like they don't know anything about it that's the right, thing science I, is still trying to correlate it you get in the tank and it definitely broadens your consciousness it opens it up and it does create uh, an opening in your heart center and your third eye it helps realign everything and like i said bring you back to homeostasis like for example one hour in the tank it's really good for like catching up on sleep if you're sleep deprived or a really good one if you're traveling um across the country jet lag one hour is equal to four to six hours of deep rest give or take depending on the study so right one there, hour is equal to what one hour in the tank is equal to four to six hours of deep rest really and i and i feel it after about 20 minutes because 20 minutes i feel like i've gotten about two hours of rest i'm like oh my I, God. I completely lost track of time while i was in there um but again it's like i told you i felt this battle within myself to I wanted to be in the in the now. I wanted to shut my mind off because my mind started to wander, 
And it's funny you talk about the consciousness because when you think about something, so while I was in there, I was thinking about, uh, uh, so I would be up in space and then I was floating and I would picture myself jumping into a, a lake, a body of water. And I kept picturing that over and over again. And then I started thinking about this one time that I went fishing and I, uh, I was with a friend of mine and it was, we were real shallow water and I, we saw two gators at the bottom of the, of the lake, two, two big gators just, just chilling there. Mm. And then I started thinking about the gators and it, I had to stop myself from thinking about the gators because I felt as if the gator would manifest itself in the tank with me. So it was like, you talk about your thoughts and when when you're praying and people believe something over and over and over again it can manifest itself and and that's the same thing as prayer or meditation you're saying the same thing over and over and over again and that's i do believe mind over matter is a thing because i i always say this people who have a terminal illness i feel they last longer before they knew about it than after they find out you know like you know they'll go in and be like hey you know hey you're dying and it's like they last weeks, months after that, but they were just fine. Yeah. You know? Well, that's why I always say uh, doctors are fortune tellers with a degree, right? Because yes. they are implanting something in your mind. You can choose to believe it or not. And you, those that choose not to believe it are usually the ones that can heal themselves. But yes, if you are given a death sentence and you believe it, your mind will manifest it. Psychedelics just means, psychedelic itself means mind manifesting. You don't have to take a drug uh, to manifest things with your mind. You're doing it right now. Everybody's doing it right now. It, the mind, the, the reality you're experiencing as an electromagnetic field called your life is created when your mind's energy and your heart, they match and they meet. And uh, that closest probable reality next to that last thought is created because it's the, you know, the, like the, the easiest version that your mind will believe it. There it is. Okay. So it's like quantum leaps are hard, but the next step is always the easiest, right? So it's like mm -hmm. just baby steps in the right direction and eventually you'll get there to to that big leap where you wanted to be initially. But uh, it's just, yeah, like your mind is creating reality via like your belief systems and your energy field over and over and over again. So yeah, the prayer and the belief, it eventually will manifest one way or the other. Mm -hmm. and, the tank, and the tank will really supercharge all that stuff. Law yeah. of attraction stuff, uh, you want to do some work like that, you know, do it. The tank will let you, let you do it. Any kind of work you want to do, it'll, the tank will let you do it. Like you want to plan your day, you want to plan your week, you want to plan your year. You can sit there for an hour and just visualize and it like it like gives your visualizations like it's like a bazooka whereas oh. most people's visual visualization power is like at a slingshot level the float tank will take your visual visualizations to bazooka level um when you, and that's the thing you've only had your first float so you'll see as you continue <sighs> to float that it gets deeper and there are levels and you know like you're you, you, you'll start to see so much more especially when you drop your expectations to like trying to see stuff in the tank is a good way to not see anything mm -hmm. you know seek, seeking something is a good way not to find it sometimes especially in the tank so with the tank it's like let the let the experience reveal itself to you with not having sky high expectations of you're going to have contact with extraterrestrials or out-of-body experiences or you know communication with christ i don't know that's that's one of the things and and I expressed that concern to you. And I really like what you told me. You said, you know, just step into the void and just become one. You know, just become one and just be in the moment. And, and I took that. 
And I said, okay, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and do that. And it, it really, it was a, it, it was, it, it has, I feel that I can, you know, I, I was funny because I was talking to a friend of mine and it was, I almost didn't even want to complain about life. You know, I just like, after this experience, it's when I first walked out of it, it was like you said, like coming out of a womb, you know, the, the light hurt my eyes and, and I, and I couldn't even figure the way out. I was yeah. so disoriented. I couldn't figure the way out. I thought I had spun around because at a, at one, at a point in time, I felt like I was spinning and spinning. And the craziest thing when I first was coming down, I, when I first got in, my heart was beating so fast in my chest. It was going crazy. I, you know, I relaxed my body. Like you told me, make sure your ears are underwater and I could just hear my heartbeat and my breathing just echo. And, and I'd never heard that before. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm alive <laughs> because it's, it's, you don't experience that unless you're in the tank. And people ask me like, oh, how was it? And it's like, well, every time is different. This was my experience. I went in sober. I, you know, I don't do drugs. Um, I went in sober. A lot of people do mushrooms, LSD, whatever they do, you know, when they go in there. And that's a whole different, that's a whole different ball game all in itself. But I feel it did something for me. As you already know, I booked my, my next session. You know, I booked my next session. And now at least I know what the experience of, of, of getting there prepping actually sitting in the tank and then the rest is just it's just that's one of the things i was scared about because if i felt that if i was going to be in there with my thoughts the mind can betray you and i try to stay positive and that's why i wanted to be in the now and i and to be honest with you i only opened my eyes uh like two times because i was so freaked out i didn't i didn't want to open my eyes so I kept my eyes shut almost the whole time I was in there. Because, again, you're so scared of, you know, it's a new experience. And I, I do feel it, it benefited me in, in a lot of ways. And it just really cleared my consciousness and my mind. And I, I feel like I can think better. What has floating done for you specifically that has really helped you the most? It's done everything for me. And I give everything all glory to ultimately God, but for giving me this tool to achieve the way back home, back to, you know, God consciousness. And uh, so it's done everything, but I'll give you a few, a few things. I mean, I'm sitting here in this business, which I now co-own because of it, right? I, the, when I started this journey five years ago, whatever, I was a full-time wedding photographer and I was traveling around doing that and I was pretty good at it. And then the relationship I was in, my body, all these things just coalesced at once to shut me down. And that's when I found floating. And floating gave me the opportunity to heal myself on so many levels and, and on so many profound levels, too. And just at a level of stillness that a yogi might take a couple of years of hard training to achieve is effortlessly achieved in, in less than an hour. And it's just and you, you go on and on with it. I, the first time I floated, I got out of the tank. I said, I don't care what it costs. I've got to do the membership. 
I'm like, this should be illegal. Like this, this tool, you know, but it's just, it's just like psychedelics. So it's really at the, it's the mind of the user where they can take it. And some people's karma isn't to have an an enlightening experience with it. They're just to heal their body, which is good too. Like, you know, like who cares about being enlightened? You know, I'm stuck here in this body right now, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, let's make our body and our life and our mind and everybody, you know, if we can heal ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually, because the universe is kind of an, uh, emanates from the center of our being, the world changes as we shift. So as we climb the ladder energetically of healing ourselves and fixing ourselves and finding homeostasis, the world around us slowly also achieves that homeostasis. Relationships change. Um, your financial situation will change. You'll find a job if you're not in the, like if you're not living your truth, if you're not, you know, you'll find the truth and the love of existence. Um, and that's what it's done for me. So that's why I'm dedicated to it. It is, they, it's like, it's like a tool for lazy people to like heal themselves and fix themselves. And may, if you're an artist, you'll, you'll make better art. I've, I've gotten so many ideas. Um, it's showed me exactly what was wrong with my body, which was my neck. I lay in the tank I, and I was stoned doing it for a couple of years where I wouldn't feel too much because I was just so stoned because I was in a lot of physical pain. That was another reason I floated. But that wasn't the primary reason. But anyway, so I'm laying there and I'm noticing how off my neck is, my body and my shoulder, all these things. I could finally like see it because it's not relaxed in the tank. It's like being hung up and pulled towards my head. And so this showed me that I had an, a neck problem. And through asking God for the truth of that, through various psychedelic journeys, I was able to discover that it was my atlas, my C1 vertebrae at the top of my neck, which holds up your your skull. And through that, I was able to, because I had this chronic neck pain that was just debilitating. It really was one of the things that kind of derailed and ultimately ended my photography career. But I, I may have been able to heal that now in the past few years via floating and all these other things. So I've gone from a broken, miserable, unconscious person to a happy, healing, conscious conscious person who is you know now giving that to the rest of the suffering world as much as I can so that's the the trip I'm on and that's what it's done for me it's done so much and I've seen so so many amazing things for so many people around me that I'm just going to continue to do this until I die or I don't want to do it anymore I find a better tool or better way a more efficient way to do it I don't know but the goal is to continue to keep doing this and to make it as affordable as possible for as many people as possible and so I've inherited this situation here, which we're working on, and you've come and floated in, which has been wonderful. And so we're going to continue to build on that and uh, try to get floating as cheap as possible for as many piece of, as many people possible is really the goal. Because uh, I, I don't know what the quote's from, but anything like if it's, if it's not accessible by the masses, it's not revolutionary, right? I, something mm-hmm. that's the, that's the gist of the quote. Something it's a little off, but so the thing is, like, okay, yeah, this is, can be a revolutionary technology, but it's not. Not everybody can afford it. It's not available everywhere. The, the you know the education is not there. Like, I can't believe how many people know don't know about this, and I just live and breathe it. But it's true. Like you didn't know about it, and now you're telling all your friends. So it's just like I keep planting seeds, and these trees grow, and I don't know where the trees are going to pop up or sprout fruit or not. I don't care. I've already achieved what I need to achieve, which is I found some well-being, some inner peace, and it's just continuing to grow, and I can now pass that on to other people. So that's like the greatest gift of all. Yeah, I told my i have a friend up in uh, north carolina who wrote to me as well and he was like man i've always been wanting to try it. and i was like hey dude go ahead and try it oh how much is it you know is it is it expensive what do you do this and that you know the whole nine yards and i was like 
well, I mean, it's this much over here. If you come down over here, you can do it at this place. And he found, he researched a place up there and it's close by him and he's going to try it out. And it's funny you talk about the body and while you're in there, even though it's almost like you're out of your body in a sense because it's just you and your mind, you're still aware of your body. Like my body kept twitching. Yeah. My, my muscles kept twitching and it's like, your conscience, you're, you're conscious of your body, but at the same time, you're not. But it's like you said, you start recognizing like, oh, you know, uh, my back is, you know, this, that. You're, you're aware of, of how your body sits. Yeah, your body's and, intuition and stuff like that is awakened and, yeah, or you can hear it or you can, under, yeah, like mm -hmm. you just become more conscious of stuff that you weren't aware of. I'm like, holy shit, this, this was like this and I was just, I, I couldn't, I didn't know this for like years. I didn't know this. Yeah. I was this unconscious to my own body. Like, that's the ridiculous part. I'm almost embarrassed to admit it, that I got in this tank. And after, I mean, after like six months, a year of it, I finally discovered like, oh, shit, all this stuff is out of alignment. What is wrong with me? No wonder I'm feeling miserable. Like, I could not believe all these things. I'm like, I couldn't believe I was that blind to it. And I, I, I was so unconscious, I didn't even look in the mirror and realize my body was all jacked up in one direction. From all these accident after accident after accident of unconscious living. And that was the thing. And so this is the most important thing I probably have to say, which what, which is... There's a spiritual solution to every problem. You got a problem with money, you got a problem with your health, you got a problem with relationships. There's a spiritual solution. That's the root. And that was the epiphany that came to me, which helped me solve this, which helped me, okay, I, okay, I got my body in a certain way. How did I get this way, right? Okay, spiritually, I wasn't living in a certain way. And I had to do a lot of self work to figure out why I was going in the wrong direction and how I'd accumulated all these neck injuries. And when I finally understood and, and, and saw the pattern, the pattern broke. I found the healing. You know what I mean? Like the universe shifted. Mm -hmm. But it's about learning. It's like, why did you why did you get this way? How did you accumulate these injuries or this disease? What did you do? It, you know, and then you ask God, show me the spiritual truth of this. But you have to be open to the answers too. You can't, you can't, God, God, which is not a man or a woman, which is an electromagnetic field of your own being reflected back at you is going to give you a reply and you may in your ego not like it, mm -hmm. but you're going to have to step out of that and sometimes take a bite of a shit sandwich you don't want to eat to heal, mm -hmm. you know, to go down a road that you didn't, you wouldn't have gone down before because you judged it. But the, a lot of the things that you've judged are going to be the things that are going to liberate you. Uh, you know, yeah. and, and not like something that you might have judged as goofy or corny or, you know, like even woo woo or something like that. You end, up doing it. you end up doing it and uh, it works. <laughs> yeah, you end up doing but you it. You judged yeah. it and it was there the whole time. If you wouldn't have judged it, you could have been healed two or three years sooner. And that's how I am with yoga right now. Not that I'm judging it, but I'm just too lazy to get on the mat and I'm just finally healing to the point where I want to even do it. But I know if I could have done it years ago, my life would be so much better now. But I just couldn't, I still couldn't, I still can't do it. But it's just a matter of time. And that's, that's what I mean by judging yourself. It's like, yeah, you judge yourself, but also don't judge yourself too harsh because there's certain things you just can't do right now. It's, mm -hmm. just not, it's not time for that. But at least you, you know, I can recognize that I, I should be doing that. It's funny. And after you, if you, judge, if you judge yourself or you judge that thing too much sometimes and you end up doing it, it's sometimes even worse because you're doing it and you had judged yourself so harshly that you know in a way sometimes it it won't immediately work because it's being so counterproductive you know what i mean like it's yeah. like oh you know i really have to resort to whatever it is and you know so what is the weirdest experience you've you've had during a flow session sober not sober 
I've had a few different things happen. I mean, I've had a lot of things happen, but a few things that will stick out in terms of worthy of story. First one, and these are all sober. What I'll say is, yeah, I've had the psychedelic trips, which have been their own things. But um, in terms of marijuana and stuff like that, I'd say I tell people go sober the first few times, get a baseline of what it is, then then add to it. Because me smoking now, I don't remember anything. I just lay in there and I pass out, right? So, I mean, if that 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 might be what I need, but the most in, interesting experiences have always come sober. And so, like one of the experiences I had was. It was a little hot in the tank one day. This was years ago. I got in and I started to have a vision and I was in some in front of some kind of fire, uh, a bonfire giant one. Maybe it was Native Americans. And I don't know which tribe or anything, but it was just that feel. And I was being asked to, what I was going through at the time was some heavy stuff and I was asked to be, put some of that in the fire. And so I came out of that and I woke up very sweaty, but feeling really good. And then when I got out of the tank, a lot of the things that I had supposedly released in the tank had been shifted in the outer reality, right? So there's that. I had another experience one time where I was kind of shot out of my body like a rocket and flew right out, like right out of Florida to the moon went past the moon to the dark side of the moon, flipped over there, and there was faces and aliens and then, you know, uh, humanoids like us there working with the aliens with all this technology on the far side of the moon. And then I uh, got shot back into my body. Um, Let's see. I've had experiences where, like I said, with the snoring, where I'm just in awareness and there's no body or mind. And it's uh, like lucid I, dreaming in a way. Yeah, I, I've had a lot of yes, I've had a lot of lucid dreams. I've had a lot of what I like to do is program. Like when I did do the weddings, I would say I would envision the whole thing in my mind from beginning to end and try to put markers in my journey. So when I actually experienced that day, I would experience a lot of the synchronicity I had pre programmed into the coming reality but uh, that's a lot of heavy lifting in the belief department because reality is kind of this coalescence of your karma and your energy and your belief system all kind of meeting and then kind of shooting that out and so you're kind of limited by your belief systems and so when you've been to this the planes of reality i have been to via these techniques and breathing techniques and psychedelics and floating then um, I just totally lost my train of thought there. Um, what are they talking about? About uh, your your beliefs and how they affect. Oh your yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. Like your your beliefs have been so exploded by these trips you've been on that you 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 can hold any belief system. You know what I mean? You're not mm-hmm. you're like if you just believe narrowly that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. There's nothing wrong with that. That can be absolutely true. That can take you right to God. Nothing wrong with that. But if that's your narrow f- a set of beliefs then you won't experience anything magical outside of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you kind of will. God will try to pull you away from your limited belief system. And again, there's nothing wrong with having a belief one way or another of an avatar. They're all stepping stones to the ultimate truth, which is you are the divine. You have the spark of divinity inside of you. And so does your neighbor. And so does your worst enemy. And so does everybody. Everybody is God. And so that's kind of my practice of realizing that that I am that too, but it's also like, okay, you realize you're God, but you got to stay humble, right? Because I'm not making lightning fall from the sky and getting every desire met, right? That wouldn't serve me anyway, but I'm not God in that respect. So you got to stay humble with it. And so you stay humble by recognizing that everybody else is God too. And so you want to serve God. And so you stay in the moment 
serving what's in front of you, which was you that day, or whoever it is, let's just say it was you, and so you're God, I'm serving you as that, and that's all that exists in the universe. Not anything on TV, not my friends across town, nothing. Nothing exists but me and you in that moment. And that's how I try to be based on the truths I've experienced in all these journeys, which is you're it, and everything is a, a wacky, funhouse mirror reflection of you and your beliefs and uh, your shadow and all these opportunities that are you're, you're receiving every day with people who agitate you and piss you off are opportunities to bring that shadow into the light of your being via love, right? So love everybody and tell the truth. And so that's the mission I'm on is to just tell my wacky truth and uh, you can have your own wacky truth. And I just encourage people to use these tools that I'm saying I'm having my, my experience with. You can have this too, your own version of it but you know like you say you might think mine's one way or the other you can have your own customized version of your beautiful uh, trip towards you know meeting god and enlightenment any way you want it and it can it can be dark or it can be light or it can be fun or it can be sad it can be anything it's limited by your beliefs and uh i guess your karmic package coming into this life right what you came to experience and what you desire and what you want to learn so yeah that's been my journey with this tool of floating it, it that's a that's a good way to look at things. I, I like that idea of of loving everybody and and telling truths because it, what you were saying about when you have a certain belief system, and again, I believe in God. I was raised Christian uh, all my life, and I'm I'm kind of looked at differently by my family because I have I don't have different beliefs per se, but I like this. Uh, this quote by Aristotle that, that says it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. And I feel that how you said you're, you're so enclosed to one idea and one, one ideology that you're, you're oblivious to other things like, you know, if you doing the float tank and you see something else, you know, another entity, it's if the Christian way of, of looking at it is like, Oh, it's demonic. You know, like, but yeah. what if it's not? Because there's so many things that we don't even understand with our our world, with our 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 being. We don't even know. Sometimes, science science now and 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 quantum uh, physics, they're just now realizing that the consciousness and everything is is something. What is it? They don't know yet, but it is something, and and it's a powerful thing, and. I, I this is the reason why I started this podcast because I wanted to be able to talk to people like you about different beliefs, different things, you know, step outside of that box, even if you are looked down upon. Because how Terrence McKenna says, you know, uh, in this society to stay sane, there there's a certain level of alienation that you have to achieve. That's you know paraphrased, but that that's how the quote goes. In order to stay sane, you must. Uh, alienate yourself you know it's a, it's a form of alienation because if you do step outside the box and people don't uh align their beliefs or their their systems with yours hey, you're crazy man you know you're, you're you're this you're that and you're you're being alienated and taken out of the 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 equation because of your beliefs and that's why i like to keep an open mind when it comes to everything and i like to question everything and when i was in the tank i was I was floating through space, man. 
it was crazy. It's, it was the most beautiful thing ever. And I've always been fascinated by, by yeah. outer space, by, by what's out there, because we're just, we are nothing compared to the size of the universe. And to, I was listening to, um, I forgot who I was listening to. I was listening to some podcast or some YouTube video where they talk about the Big Bang and and I don't know how familiar you are with the two slit experiment. Have you have you heard about that? Yeah. How the observer has an effect, a direct effect on the the you know the outcome. So they're talking about could was their consciousness before there was anything because the observer was the you know it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg. So they, you know, they related it to if the consciousness was there before the Big Bang and that's what triggered it, you know, like something, a, a direct observer, if it well, triggered that. Yeah, God know? came in, God came into existence. And if you look at uh, a lot of the Eastern stuff, uh, I, I think it's the Hinduism that, uh, you know, basically God just created and then uh, preserving and then always, it's always this creation, preserving and destroying uh, that that's the Hinduism. That's their trinity they've got going mm -hmm. over there. But I think God, yeah, just blipped it and turned on the projector of existence, and here we are. Uh, and there's no causality to it. It just happens, right? That's how miracles happen. They just happen out of nowhere. So there's no causality at all to anything in your life. It just happens mm -hmm. out of nowhere because God's got the magical projector on, and it's limited by your belief system. Yeah. And it can be undone and opened up and widened, and you can snap your fingers and have your wildest dreams come true. And uh, it's very true, man. Be careful what you ask for. You'll get it. Uh, you spend enough time and energy wanting something, desiring something, and then you'll get it. And then you'll get the spiritual truth of it, too. Like, there's a reason you don't have a million dollars right now. It wouldn't serve your spiritual evolution, right? It, maybe you would. Maybe that's why lottery winners get the big winning and they lose it, because they needed a lesson out of that, right? Yeah. You didn't earn it and you couldn't handle it. So you don't get it yet. But uh, a lot of people learn that way, though. A lot of people, I feel that they have to go through the fire to be able to to realize. And my life lately has been. I, I was depressed earlier this year because of, of the way work was, you know, a lot of stress. Uh, the market changed. Uh, last year was amazing. This year, not so much. And I just went through this depression and, and I was blaming myself for. You know, if if not because I was causing it, but I felt responsible because if you're running a company and things aren't the way they're supposed to, there's nobody else to blame but yourself. You know what I mean? So I, I went through a depression and, and that's why, like, my way of thinking has changed. And I said, listen, if I can if I can just for one second not have to stress over what you can't control, because it's like you said, people are so hung up on things that are so non-relevant and society ha has a, pl uh, a play in it. I recently just took a break from social media for about two months and it was amazing. And the only reason I came back on was because I wanted to start promoting my podcast after, because because once you're off of social media, because it's so toxic and there's so many things on there that it, it's a powerful marketing tool. And you for one i know i know you have a big following on 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 social media um and it's funny because again with, with with everything going on in life it's like if they would have shut that place if, it, if they would have shut down total zen if the guy wouldn't have ever sold it to you i would have never met you i would have never found out you had a, 
a podcast. I would have never have found out you you have such an influence on the floating community. And it's like all these things just line up and it makes perfect sense. You know, it, it's everything is lined up in a way to where you can take it, like you said, take it as you go from what your core belief system is and what your ideology is and, you know, take it from there. Uh, and it's just crazy because I was like, hey, you know, I, I what are the chances that I even told you about my podcast, you know, that I even brought it up. And it's all these things. Is it coincidence, synchronicities, whatever it is? Well, everything makes you think. From the space of oneness and perfect alignment, everything is synchronized. And it's when you're more aligned than not. And this happens a lot of times after a big trip or after floating or after some powerful emotional experience. You'll see the more synchronicities than not because you are in alignment and you are very grounded in the now. And you're seeing these things and you're very conscious of them. But the truth is, everything is always aligned. Everything is synchronicity, but your consciousness and awareness is not aligned to it mm -hmm. to see it like it to see it from that perspective. And the more you get closer to God, the more okay, it's like this. This is what I tell people. It's like we're on Pirates of the Caribbean ride. I'm on the ride, you're on the ride, but there's a big difference between me and you. I know it's a ride. You're convinced that the pirates are real and you're going to get shot at or pillaged or whatever, and I'm just having a good old time going through my life. Yes, I encounter ups and downs like everyone else, but I rest in the space of knowing that God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, however you want to experience, because that's a loaded word, has got me. I'm okay because it's me ultimately taking care of me. Who else is going to look after me better than me, mm -hmm. right? But that's something you have to experience. I can tell you that all, all day long, but you have to experience that you are the reason your life is the way it is. You are the center of your own being. You are responsible for it, and you're the one that's going to wake up and change everything, and you're like the alarm is going off and you're laying in bed and we all are. Most people are deeply asleep. I'm like laying in the bed and the alarm's gone off and I'm awake, but I'm not quite out of the bed, but I'm awake. Mm -hmm. You're you're hearing the alarm, right? You're right there with me. You're waking up. That's what we're doing here. And then some people, enlightened masters, are fully dressing out of the bed and already at it, right? So most people are deeply sleep, sleeping and dreaming. And so funny enough, we put you in a dark pod take away all your sensory input and make you in a way kind of sh I show you the truth the first time you just don't understand what it is the truth is you're just this infinite awareness and there you're you are heavily attached to this body mind phenomenon that you've been coming to for god knows how long millennia uh, you know reincarnating over and over and over again learning lessons having desires playing out dramas who knows but uh, you eventually wake up to it and you leave it and so this is what the this this strategy is now is to build as many float centers as possible to have the hum the human humanity shift right just everybody wake up get enough people and then it all catches fire like you tell somebody and then they tell somebody and you know what I mean so mm -hmm. I'm one person and I've told a ton of people and it just keeps snowballing so I'm just going to keep hey if, if God wants to keep doing this he can she can it can 
that's fine by me. And here's the other thing, by giving and going with the flow and, and following these things as they arise and not being so hell-bent on having it one way or the other, I get the best possible way. I get God's way. I get the infinite mind's way instead of the finite mind's way, my mind. Oh, my ego wants it this way. Well, if I can step out of that, if I can let go, if I can thin that out a little bit, I can have it God's way, which is way better than anything I could ever, ever, ever imagine or think of ever. So I'm always doing what I can in the morning, in the daytime to keep asking for the truth, asking, you know, keep showing me the way, showing me the light uh, and, you know, help me deal with certain people every once in a while that come into my awareness. But that's the thing. If you are encountering people that are pissing you off or making you upset, look for the pattern. You know, like, why is God bringing this to me via this person or this circumstance? And then why am I experiencing this pattern over and over again? And you eventually crack it. And then you move on to the next one. And you keep ascending. And life gets so much easier because you go from Pirates of the Caribbean is real and I'm going to die to, man, this is a fun ride. I want to ride it again. So I, I agree. It's like Bruce Lee said, be like water and just take things as they come. Uh, because I... I was listening to one of your episodes and I heard you say uh, fight, you know, have positive energy. Don't fight negative energy with negative energy or something like that. Yeah. And and I agree with that because it's like you said, if if, if something's bothering you, don't fight it back because everybody wants to be so negative and go back and forth and, and it'd be so toxic. And it's like, what are you achieving with that? Two wrongs don't make a right. Well, it's, yeah, just, two, it's two people unconsciously fighting. They're just, if somebody wants to serve you with a volley, don't, don't return it, right? Just let it drop. And if you can, that means you're the enlightened master. But if you want to volley back, that means you still got work here to do with that person or that mm -hmm. energy field that has brought you into uh, a point where you're fighting with someone. But yeah, like the whole point is to just go through your life and to be untriggerable untriggerable it doesn't mean you're just ptsd into not caring or anything it just means you're in such a state of love that you see everything as god and nothing bothers you because you're so blissed out and everybody else is blissed out in your awareness in your presence like your energy field affects other people's energy field so if i can come here and i can put you in the tank and make you relaxed and calm you will take your relaxed and calm energy field to whatever your atmosphere is mm -hmm. and then and you know give that a little bit to people what are you on Juan? i want to get i want to do what you're doing you seem so relaxed now oh i like you know it's subtle things people don't even understand what's going on but they say oh this is different i want this and so yeah you're like a, a whole new tree that's about to grow and float and spread the keeps help spread the message for me i appreciate it i can't wait to, to do my next uh session because i know every every time is different and i'm excited um what are your again i i know you're you have a big presence in the social media what are your thoughts on social media and and uh memes in specific <laughs> well i saw this the other day um anything it, so it was a question are memes art and the answer was anything that moves you is art so i've gone back and forth a long time about memes i am now obsessed with continuing to use them because if they're used effectively with the right content you can pa pass something extremely complex and difficult onto someone in a very simple manner that's easy to digest and you can almost bring someone into enlightenment sometimes with a concept with the right meme executed correctly but uh, what do i think about social media i think um 
I think it's just like anything else in this world. Like, is a cell phone good or bad, right? Is a computer good or bad? It's at the, you know, the operator. Is a gun good or bad? Guns don't kill people. People do. It's mm -hmm. ultimately your responsibility to watch yourself on these things. And I would not be on social media but for the work I'm in. And uh, But if you're right, if you're good at it, and if you can leverage the right kind of uh, – content with the right kind of network you can spread a powerful message very quickly and so that's why i still play in this realm is to um, utilize the power of the network and the ability to spread a complex idea in in a meme form through one of those giant networks of facebook or instagram something like that where you you know it, i'm just my my goal is to shift human consciousness with through the lens of humor and ease and comfort like it doesn't have to be hard if god is infinite and if the mind is if there's infinite realities of god's mind why can't i go to reality where i'm healing in the most efficient funny relaxing comfortable way possible yes there exists within the mind realities where it's a masochistic state of masochistic way of enlightenment of beating yourself of starving yourself of all these things and they they still work by the way um but i also believe that there's an opportunity to spread the light and uh you know have that experience without uh all of the you know the old school methods of doing it right like for example the tank is the original tank is called a samadhi tank and that is a term from yoga it is one of the eighth limbs of yoga it is the eighth limb of yoga it is like the final what is the goal of yoga is to be like this cosmic oneness and at, at peace with the universe and that's what samadhi is you've just basically become enlightened and so what yoga what the other limbs of yoga are trying to do if i'm remembering this correctly and i'm understanding it is they were getting you to samadhi. They're getting you to that point, that eighth limb. Well, I can get you to samadhi instantly in the tank, and then you can work your way backwards from there. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean by like technology and this, this universe where this reality where it doesn't have to be a certain way. Like we can hack it. We can hack the old way. That's just a way of thinking. That's a, that's a, a certain, a, a valid reality that exists, but it's not my reality anymore because I recognize what my mind is and isn't doing uh, and, and my ability to move into higher realities where that isn't uh, the way enlightenment's found, right? And, or it still is for other people, but I'm, I want to be the person to give you the opportunity to find it and have fun with it. And uh, it doesn't have to be so uh, technically difficult for you to end. I mean, it's just relaxing and finding the stillness inside of you and that inner peace, which will lead you to God, the, which will show you what God actually is. And, you know, whether that fits your mold of what God is or not, that's up to you to find out. But uh, you'll find out it's probably not a man in the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Again, and that's like you said, uh, technology, it, it's a it, just like everything else. It's a good thing and a bad thing because it can it can help people digest, like you said, information in, in an efficient way. And that's why I feel like these all these different platforms, uh, for example, uh, uh, TV's dead, you know, because now since since we're always on, I feel like since we're always on a move, everybody always has their phone on them. And I think that's why podcasts are getting so popular nowadays, because it's like you can literally, I feel like you need to be learning at all times. So, every, you know, almost all day I'm listening to a podcast about something and something 
constructive and creative and that's gonna better me because knowledge is power so i feel that the all these different platforms podcasts you know, social media views correctly, YouTube videos, because nobody likes to read anymore. Everybody's visual now. Um, I feel that they're going to project and and they're going to get to a level where people are just going to be getting their information from these places. And a lot of people only do get their information from these places because people don't, you know, people don't read the newspaper anymore. People go on the Internet or you find out about something through social media. That's the only way you don't even people don't even remember other people's birthdays anymore. No, I don't. You, phone numbers. Nah. No phone numbers. No nothing. And it's it's crazy. We're, we're we're reaching the singularity, or we've already, or, or we're already there. And you see all these different things like Elon Musk, which by the way is one of my favorite people in the world. They want to hook your mind up directly to a computer because they feel that your thumbs are not fast enough for the transfer of information from your computer to to wherever it's going. And they literally want to hook your mind up to a computer. I don't know about you, but that's scary as hell. They said in another 10 years, they're going to be able to download our consciousness into wherever. I'm going to freaking put it on a USB drive and, and, and walk around with it all the time with me, you know? Yeah, that, that that's so crazy to me, and again, it's that singularity. We're all going in, in on that path, and who knows where it'll take us. Well, you know, in regards to the singularity, Terence McKenna talks about the transcendental object at the end of time, which is mm-hmm. basically he talks about an attractor field that's like r- pulling you and raising you up and pulling you towards this ultimate thing, which I think is enlightenment. And I also think that's what the singularity is. It is some kind of crossroads of technological slash human, I guess, merging or oneness where, so we're not quite there yet, but when you, when you have your own personal enlightenment, it's its own singularity, right? Because everything mm-hmm. is just, everything is one. But um, I'm excited about technology because I just realize it's there's no getting away from it. It's part of the human experience. And if we go into the right realities with the right kind of leadership and the right kind of thinking, which is, I think, where the majority of this humanity is going, because as I shift, as I heal, and as I continue to put this energy out there, I, I, I see a world that is rapidly changing relative to my change. And I, I know it's a very egocentrical thing to say, but once people experience the shift deeply of their own being in such a dramatic fashion, they see uh, subtle shifts of the reality where it's changed, it's gotten better, or it's, it's really reflecting their mind and what they wanted. Their, a little bit of their idealism is reflected out in their reality. And if they stay long enough on their vector, they'll end up in some, not a utopia, but you know, we'll end up in some Star Trek-like experience where we're all working together and you know shifting our attention outward beyond the stars that's my goal is to continue to give uh myself and humanity the opportunity to heal and ascend and you know merge as one as as fast as possible and as painlessly as possible and efficiently as possible that you know that's the dream for me at least is just a star trek like utopia (laughs) um that's I think that's a, a a good note to end it on. Where can the people find you? Uh, where can they follow you on social media? 
if they want to float, where can they find Total Zen Float? Do you have that information? Yes, thanks for asking. I it can be found at Float Universe on Instagram and Facebook and all that for the podcast. And then Total Zen Float in Castleberry, you can come visit me here. Make an appointment if you do. But uh, yeah, Ta- Castleberry, Florida, we're a little bit on the outsides of Orlando, depending on what direction you're coming from. A little, we're close to UCF, and we're all been seven days a week and pretty much any hour you want if you give me a, uh, an appointment you know we have overnight floats and everything and we're really accommodating here and again the mission is to serve you people uh god right so i'm just so thankful to have the opportunity to put you in the tank and now it's escalated to this right so who knows what's next yeah i really appreciate you taking the time to to talk with me and i and i I, and since this is something new for me, I've recommended it to everybody. You know, I'm just still trying to convince my girlfriend to go with me on a, on a date night or something out to to go floating. And uh, again, I recommend it to everybody. And I, I really thank you for being so uh, welcoming when I first walked in and, and well, such. I, I'm glad you, you took know. it as such. Um, I'd like to compliment you on your interviewing and your first podcast. Very impressive. So. Keep I appreciate up. that. Yeah, Thank no, you. I didn't know it was the first one. You got it together pretty good here. Yeah, Very nice. You're my, you're my, hey, you're my first episode, man. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I didn't, you're, like I said, very good. I was very impressed with your level of questioning and your pacing. That's important too. Like, and not, no dead, no dead space. Yeah. That's yeah well, yeah. that's good. Um, thank you, Garrett. I'm going to end the recording now. Well, there you guys have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode and, I hope you go out and try floating at least once or twice if you're not in Florida. If you're in Central Florida, I recommend going to Total Zen Float and checking Garrett out. Talking to him for a little bit. Super cool guy. If you're somewhere else, just Google it. Sensory deprivation tank near me. Try it out. It'll really help you out and open up your mind in a way. And who knows, it might be what you were looking for to be able to achieve a a certain level of relaxation that you're not going to get from sitting at home on your couch or, or anywhere, to be quite honest, there's just no way, uh, you can't compare it to anything else. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at the Juan on Juan podcast. Shoot me an email. If you want to hear about anything, if you have something cool to talk about and you want to be on an episode, shoot me an email as well. I'm always open to having different people on who do something different or if you're just looking to have a, a good conversation really appreciate the support thank you guys for listening